This week on the Colin and Samir podcast, we're bringing you an unreleased conversation about our first big Hollywood meeting. If you've been following us for a while, you know that one of our big dreams is to make a documentary. And this conversation you're about to hear was recorded right after we pitched the idea for our documentary to a producer named J.D. Roth. Some quick backstory. About a year ago, we connected with a guy named Tom Boyd. After we got to know him a bit, we found out that he was actually part of writing this song. That party last night was awfully crazy. I wish we taped it. I danced my ass off and had this one girl completely naked. Drink my beer. If you haven't heard that song before, it's called I Love College, and it's by an artist named Asher Roth. That song came out right around the time that I actually went to college, so I knew the song really well. The song actually has an amazing story, and when Tom told us that story, we immediately decided we wanted to make a movie about it. So through writing that song and and working with Asher Roth, Tom has a connection with Scooter Braun. Scooter Braun, if you don't know, is one of the biggest names in music. He's a massive music manager. He's best known for bringing Justin Bieber to the world, and today he manages artists like Ariana Grande and Kanye West. Long story short, we put a pitch deck together, made a sizzle reel, and through Tom's connections with Scooter, we got a meeting with Hollywood producer J.D. Roth. So right after the meeting, we recorded our conversation, kind of like a debrief after the meeting, and that's what you're about to hear. We've been sitting on this one for a while, but we're really excited to bring this to you guys. We feel like it's an awesome conversation and it's fun for us to relive such a big moment in our lives. All right, here is our conversation about our first big Hollywood meeting. All right, so what a day. What a day, y'all. Let me me just quickly paint a picture. Tom Boyd is in town. Uh, We've been spending the past couple months on this idea. Yes. Um, the show is called How to Make a Smash Hit. And over the past couple months, once Tom told us his story, after we met him through doing a podcast, actually, once Tom told us his story of being involved in writing I Love College, the early days in this house in Atlanta with Scooter Braun and Justin Bieber, uh, you know, we kind of took the footage he sent us, the story he sent us, and, and put together a sizzle reel and a deck. Tom then sent that to Scooter Braun. Scooter sent it to J.D. Roth, and within, you know... <laughs> After well, after two days of him sending it, we're sitting in a room with JD Roth earlier today, and Scooter Ron and, and Scooter Justin Ron. Bieber. And Justin Bieber, <laughs> jump in, jump into the chase there, but yeah, oh, did I, a little I, bit. Look, talk about conflict. We just learned all this storytelling stuff, and I just blew it. <laughs> no, it was it was me too. It was me too. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I I think we talk about the lead up too. I think we talk about the pre, the pre uh, gym session that we had. Is every, is, are we allowed to say anything on this? I think like, we say everything. Okay, I think we say everything. Cool. Yeah. I like that. Well, maybe we could set a little bit of context. I mean, Samir and I have always wanted to make a feature-length documentary or just something that like goes to Netflix or TV that just reaches a mass audience. We've spent so much time making five- to six-minute episodes for YouTube, and so we've always had this desire to make something longer, something bigger, to a bigger audience. And so we put that out onto the YouTube channel, and one day I saw an Instagram post from you, Tom, of you, Justin Bieber, Asher Roth, and Scooter Braun on a stoop in Atlanta, like an old vintage picture that you posted on your Instagram. And I was like, okay, what is this? Like, what is Tom doing? I knew some of your background of your story, but like seeing the picture of all of you back in 2008, I guess, in Atlanta with a young Justin Bieber 
I was like, I sent you a DM. I was like, there's a story to be told here, man. Yeah, like, yeah. what is this? And then you hit me back. What'd you say? I was like, there is hit me. <laughs> or like, like, can I hit you guys tonight or something like that? Yeah. And, and more backstory to that. I've, I, I, like, there's a couple like ongoing things where I'm just like, I, I, I want to collaborate with these guys on something. There's an ongoing, like, there's a couple other documentary ideas in the mix that, that I had. And I, I remember... I saw an episode where you guys were going to South by Southwest mm-hmm. and you talked about it in that episode that you wanted to do a documentary. And I remember telling Gia, I was like, yo, like, I like, I want to like pitch one of these ideas to these guys. Like, I, I really think that like they would be down with it. Like, I feel like if not, it would, I'll at least learn a little bit about like what they're trying to make and like, see if there's any other way to collaborate. But I like never really did it. Mm-hmm. You know, because, you know, I was like kind of talking myself out of it. And then when you sent that text, I was like that that DM. I was like, all right, wh- wait, this is perfect. Like because there is like this is one of the ideas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and then so I got on the phone with you guys that night and we just start chatting um, and I, and being in the music industry and uh, especially as like 22 year old kids and and. So this is flashback 10 years ago, 22-year-old kids, we would go and we'd sit in these studios. We'd sit in these studios with Pharrell, Swizz Beats, uh, Ryan Leslie, like all these like huge names. And they would never be on time, <laughs> you know? So we'd get there early and we'd talk to the assistant producers, the interns, the engineer, and like we would get all these crazy stories like, and like we would love that. We would love these guys, like the engineer, no one ever really guys don't really engage with them but like we're there like fresh faces in the industry like tell us all about it (laughs) like Mm -hmm. and and i knew that there was tons of stories and then also with our experience of the song going well i kind of highlighted that when i was talking to you guys on the phone that night and i think like i mean you guys have it on video but samir like when i was done talking was like what did you say (laughs) i said uh that's a fucking story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just thought the story was so good when you told it to us and the way your energy, the way you tell stories, I mean, you can even hear it right now. It's like, it's really exciting. <clears throat> and we felt like we were in the room. So from that point, I remember, funny enough, when you told us that, Colin and I were driving to go see a documentary because we just decided we need to immerse ourselves yeah. in documentary if we want to start telling documentary stories. So we're driving on our way to go see a documentary while you call us and tell us we're in the mode of being like, we yeah, movies. Be yeah, looking yeah, for a yeah, movie, yeah. right? Like we're looking for a story. Yeah. So, yeah, once we heard it, we were like, hey, is this, is this real? <clears throat> and then it just so happened in the coming weeks that Colin was going to Philadelphia. And that's when him and I talked and we were like, yo, if, if there's an opportunity, let's, let's go shoot something with Tom. Like, yeah. it's funny, you, you, like when you talk about music, like for me, that was like laying down a track, right? It was like, hey, let's just lay down the bass track. Let's go yeah. shoot something with Tom, hear him talk and lay down like the bass track that'll be the foundation for the rest of the story. Yeah. And if we can get something there, then we could build on top of it because we can find footage on the internet to build this story which out. Which you guys did masterfully. We did find a lot of footage on the internet. That's true. Well, well, let's let's talk about yeah. Talk in Philly when we met. I stood there like I meet this guy like twenty five minutes earlier. We like we go stand on like that. We find a nice little nook on the side of the street. It starts pouring rain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it starts pouring rain, but the the lighting was good. The, the lighting, lighting was, was great. Yeah, 
but it did start to absolutely downpour. Right. And I have footage of you like running around in the rain because you lost your keys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that was funny. I remember even like I was home for a couple weeks staying with my family. And I remember telling them like, oh, I have to be in Philadelphia because I'm going to shoot this thing about Justin Bieber and Asher <laughs> Roth and Scooter Braun. And they're like, what? With who? Yeah. Uh, what is this for? And yeah, we went out and you and I, I mean, I asked you questions for two plus hours. Was, is that how long we stood there? Oh man, yeah. I mean, I watched all the footage. <laughs> oh my god! You talk. I mean, it was great though. I mean, we, you have to go through that. I think when you want to get a good story, it's like you I can't have to I invest to you like for, two to three hours happen. of just like asking similar questions, but with a slightly different angle. And we got it all out of you. I mean, yeah. you told the full story of meeting Asher Roth for the first time and moving down to Atlanta with him because Scooter Braun called you and and writing that song and what it was like to go through the experience of writing something with a buddy that ends up becoming what we deemed a smash hit, something yeah. that's heard by an incredible amount of people. Yeah. 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 And I remember just talking to you, you had that big ass camera. You're like mm-hmm. right, right in my face. And I was like, man, I feel like his arms are getting tired. <laughs> like, <laughs> my arms were getting tired. Yeah, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> but you powered, you powered through that. And then, and then you all went home and uh, yeah, you scoured the internet, man. You got, you got everything. Like you went through everything, like it was it was real magic that you sprinkled on that to make it be what it was with just one recorded interview. Like the way yeah. that you guys were able to piece that thing. together. I mean, the idea was that like, yes, you were our, the primary connection to this story telling it, but the way we wanted our initial like sizzle reel that we were going to pitch to Scooter, we didn't want it to be like the story of Tom Boyd. Yeah, we wanted it to be the story of making a smash hit. So we knew we were going to need to mine the internet for like the best moments that had to do with this story yeah so you had to watch all of their shit like scooters ashers yeah like, but i like love like mining the internet for its best moments is like i love it like i <laughs> Gives love you it. an excuse to there's scour. so much out there it's like it's the library of today it's just yeah. not like very well organized or categorized so like you never know what's going to be in a video any tips from yeah mining? just commit to like sitting on your ass and watching a lot <laughs> Yeah, just watch stuff that's like cert, like make the use the right search terms, and then like pick the third or fourth video down that might not be the one you think is yeah. great, you know. But yeah, so we we found all of this footage and put together a four minute sizzle reel telling this story from all different angles. We put a deck together, and you know we turned this into a series, really a series concept called How to Make a Smash Hit, where every episode would be the behind the scenes of a different song that transformed the music industry. And you guys package that well. That, that's something that you guys able to, are able to bring to the table uh, uh, in a way that, like, I, I didn't fully, like, I wasn't able to fully, like, do on my own. Where mm-hmm. you came in and, and you were like, Tom, like, there's, it has to be branded. It has to be, you know, presented right. in a certain <clears throat> way. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> now um, I'm hosting this yeah, thing. I think, <laughs> I think this is Tom's podcast, <laughs> which I really enjoy, actually. <laughs> I love the fact that you're re- interviewing us on our podcast. Um, yeah, I mean, look, it's, it's, uh, it's the same way that everything spreads. It's the same way that everything is understood. It's understood through word of mouth. So... If I can't explain it to you, it doesn't exist. If I can't like tell you what it is, it doesn't exist. So putting a brand name on it makes it easier to understand, right? Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier to say they have this show idea. It's called How to Make a Smash Hit rather than they have this show idea. It's about music and something yeah. like that, right? Then it doesn't exist. 
So when you put a brand around it, it exists uh, from a word of mouth perspective. Now, when you back it up and you see a logo for it, it feels big, right? It feels yeah. bigger. Oh, it has a logo. It's legit. Now it has... Um, yeah, it has a tagline. It has a visual language to it. It, it has something that is tangible. That, that's what, for me, that's what takes an idea that's not tangible. You can't touch it. You can't feel it. Once you put a logo on it, once you package it, once you have the color palette, the, the typography, everything like that, that makes it a product. Now, in my mind, it's hanging on a shelf. It can be purchased. Before that, it's just like if you through sand on a shelf like you, yeah. you try to grab it but you can't actually pick it up like this is literally inside of a package in a box i can pick it up look at it and evaluate if i want it or not yes and uh so that's that's a really important part of the the piece like if you're going to the table and trying to sell someone an idea how is an idea sellable that's what you have to understand yes. it comes in a box right it comes in a package so that that's where that concept came was hey if we, if we have an idea then we have to wrap it up, right? We got to wrap it up. But I will also say one thing that, that you mentioned about like mining the internet and why, like you have to watch so much footage. What are some tips for that? Number one tip, care about the subject. The one thing I'll say is that like when we were going through this process, I listened to I Love College on repeat in my car. Uh, when we were sitting in this room all together, like we were talking about I Love College, we were getting excited about the subject matter. We wanted to find new interviews, like we were we were searching. So we like you close your eyes and you have to set yourself in 2008 in Atlanta, yeah. Georgia, and feel the same excitement. And if you don't feel the same excitement, mining the internet is going to be super hard because yeah. it's going to feel like work. But if you are excited, you're trying, you're craving more information. You're craving the connection to that moment in time. And like, is there another line that someone said that just tips me off in another direction? Yeah. So if you don't love the story, you're not going to love gonna mining too it. Far. Yeah. You're not going to love looking up the archival footage. Yeah. Like w the fact that you had a hard drive was like a gold mine to us. Like yeah. that was like, Oh my God, you have a hard drive of footage. I want to watch every piece. Yeah. Yeah, there, there, there is. There's a lot of content around that that subject, and uh, the the other thing you talk about with the deck, uh, what I've noticed too, it's such a good thing to have for someone. Say we email that to someone, and he's just curious what a peer or colleague thinks about the same thing too. He doesn't want to have to re-explain it. He just wants to forward that and say, "What mm -hmm. do you think?" You know, like even after that meeting, he's probably doing that right now. Now that he has the deck and the sizzle, he's able to just, this is, yeah. this is what they brought to It's an to initial way to like show that you put a lot of thought and energy into your idea, as opposed to just sending a YouTube link with a couple lines of, of copy of like, hey, this is a cool idea I had about music. Check yeah, it yeah, out. Yeah. It's like, no, like you don't want to waste their time and you also want to represent yourself well by the way that you present your ideas, you know, especially if you're trying to have someone buy it. Yeah. And that's kind of where our background has come from is like putting ideas into decks and having brands buy it. Yeah. But now we're interested in doing something a little bit different and having networks buy it. So we're in the meeting. Well, no, I, before the meeting, yeah, we get a little workout in, get some fresh threads. <laughs> you needed a new shirt. I needed a new shirt. I ran over to Gap. Let's talk about that. Did you feel uncomfortable? I felt uncomfortable. I felt I felt there was some wrinkles in the shirt. There was enough wrinkles that like I would have been thinking. I would have been a little like you know, a little more thought. You know, mm -hmm. will, will will make me feel a little more confident right now. So I I went over and I got two shirts from Gap. 
And I wore the blue one. I think it matches the New Balance shoes you gave me too. It, it does. Or let me borrow. Um, I'll try to run away with these. Yeah, but yeah, yeah I haven't yeah, given yeah, them to you. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, got, got some new threads. We went to the coffee joint, got lattes with oat, oat milk. Took our separate time. Oh, yeah, we ran I over, like that. You we know, ran over, that, okay, we ran over our, our key points and we yeah. kind of told the story over to ourselves yeah. again. And then Samir meditated. Tom and I listened to music and walked separate ways. Yeah, yeah. For about 10 minutes. <laughs> I loved that. I loved that. I was like really cool, like happy that like you guys did, like wanted to do that. I think it's super important. You got to spend some time to like get in tune with yourself. I feel like most friends, though, wouldn't be comfortable. Like, like they want that, but they wouldn't be comfortable in saying they actually want to do that before something. Hmm. Yeah, I feel very comfortable in that now. Yeah. I don't know if that's, like, yeah, just the way that we've been living our lives out here or some of it maybe is influenced by the Yes Theory guys. And I've, we were on a production with them for the Will Smith jump, and all of a sudden I look over and Thomas is meditating in the trailer, and there's all this madness going on around him. And I was like, oh, wow, that's... Very aspirational for me that he'll just take his time to get right with himself, you know? Because when you're in the mix with a bunch of other people, your thoughts become, like, meshed in with everything else that's around you. You got to, like, come back back to and center yourself before Mm -hmm. going into something like this. Yeah, I've I've also noticed in my history, like, in these situations, I used to want to get over hyped, which really worked for me, you know? Like, when I was in my early 20s, like drink as much coffee when i went into the meeting to uh to talk about an acquisition um of our company i had more coffee that day than i've ever had in my life and i was talking at a speed that i don't i, I don't even remember what i said i was sweating yeah. like crazy and i loved the like <laughs> yeah. over stimulation okay. of the excitement and now as i've gotten older and like colin said like exposure to guys at yes theory and seeing some people that i really respect who perform at really high levels they actually slow down in moments of extreme excitement <clears throat> to make sure that they stay stable and they don't do anything out of the norm. So once we were all on the same page, like I knew I needed to just take five minutes and do a meditation because I was like, now that we're all on the same page, I don't, I don't need to get overly hyped up about this. What I need to do is very, be very relaxed, be comfortable with what I know, be comfortable with what I don't know be comfortable that I'm having a human conversation, even though this is one of the most exciting meetings of my life. Like yeah. be okay with the fact that no matter what, I'm still me. I'm still going to be sitting in that chair. I'm going to be taking things in and responding and like, and that's it. Like it doesn't matter if, if Justin Bieber's in the room, which it just so happens he was, it doesn't matter if, you know, Scooter Braun's in the room. It doesn't matter if it's JD Roth. Like these are all human beings. Um, Colin. Collins yeah, or in Collins the in the room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, meaning like, these are all human beings. I'm a human being and we're yeah. going to connect on a personal level. If I can't be myself, then this isn't going to work. So I try and like center myself because it's easy for yeah. me to get excited, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so when, so yeah, I like that. So you kind of channel your excitement into the, the conversation and like, you know, follow it more naturally rather than like pumping yourself up and right. like, I got to like perform. You know, it's not a performance. It's, mm-hmm. it's a... Yeah, it's a, better a that you experience. be yourself and admit what you be comfortable with what you don't know and have someone respect you for being true to yourself, right? Even if it's something you don't know that maybe they would have liked you to know in yeah. that pitch. But it's 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 better, I think, if they can find that if they can have that respect for you for being yourself. But it takes you first 
going in in, in a calm manner so that you're not going to like get nervous when they ask something you don't know the answer to. Yeah. So now the meeting. The meeting. We get in that joint. <laughs> we get in there. <laughs> we get in there. Uh, the assistant lets us into the room, the, 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 and it is a massive room. It's a big room. I was like, what do they even do with this room? There's like a huge movie screen. There's desks along the side. Chairs, like kind of like all unorganized, like pushed yeah, about. Yeah, big comfy like, not chairs, Not ready though. for us to really sit in there. Like, yeah. No one was like, let's prepare the room for these guys. <laughs> like, no, like, no one did all. that. So we sit down. We wait. J.D. Roth enters the room and kind of comes at you, Tom, right away with yeah. a lot of questions. Yeah, he came in hot. I think his main question was, where are you right now? Yeah. Which I thought was an interesting question. Where are you right now? Yeah. Like, where are you in your, in your creative career? Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't know where to go with that because I'm in a lot of different areas. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm passionate about stuff like this. I, I do have, you know, the, the Margaritaville client and other one-off projects like that. Uh, I do, you know, I'm, I'm, launching an, an app for creators that connects collaborators, you know, like the, I still got to tell you guys about that more in depth. Mm-hmm. It's really exciting. Uh, but there's like a bunch of things. I'm like, so when someone says that, where are you at now? Like if some, like it's hard to package that in like a, yeah, in like a line to like, to like prove your, like that I, yeah. that I should be in but, this room. But see, there's, there's the thing that what you just said there is like, and, and I've, I've had a lot of insecurity over the years of being like a young creative in a room and trying to prove myself, you know, with a question like that. But the truth is always like the thing that will be the most, uh, I don't know, the the thing that'll hit home the hardest. Like, yeah, I'm working on a couple of different projects, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's, there's a lot of like, I think somehow it got pushed and we answered a similar question. Yeah. I answered a similar question for us and like, this year has been really tough for us because it's the first year ever in our creative relationship where we haven't had a singular goal. It's a very strange feeling. Um, and I think like talking about that, there was one point where I just told him, I was like, listen, like we don't know what we're capable of outside of sports content. Yeah. And we want to learn, we want to try and we want to sit in meetings like this with you and, and learn about what's possible. Uh, because I think like there, I think if I'm 24 and I'm in this meeting, I'm trying to like big dog a little bit, right? Like I have leverage in some sort of situation, but the reality is like I'm sitting in this meeting and I learned more from this meeting alone about the entertainment industry than I did in the past two, three years, right. Of working in it. And this meeting, like if nothing happens after this, like saying that, you know, I hope, like, I think the coolest thing was building a relationship with a guy like J.D. Roth, being able to even, like, ask for his feedback, ask for his feedback on something down the line, like, that's a win, and so being honest about it, like, hey, I'm, I'm trying to figure it out, I'm in a couple different projects, I gotta make money somehow, but I'm passionate about this stuff, like, you know, that, that to me, like, when some, like, someone comes at you with that question, you know, you have to think about presenting yourself in a proper way, so you don't sound like, you know, you're all over the place. But if you're, if you're someone that, you know, has an, a clear understanding of why you're in that room, then you're going to answer that question yeah. properly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. why are you in that room? Like for me, I, I have to be honest. Like I'm, I don't, I'm, I'm here to learn. Like, I don't know if, if our ideas scale outside of digital. I don't know, but I, I, I'm here to figure it out. Yeah. And I think that you guys, I could tell that you guys have been in these situations. Mm-hmm much more than I have, <laughs> even though I enjoyed it. Like you, you were, you were chilling. Like you, you, you got, you, yeah. 
you seemed comfy in that meeting. Well, the chairs were also. Yeah. Fine. They, they, I mean, I have not been in that kind of a comfortable chair. Yeah. Yeah, but that's always a good move in a negotiation. Were you Put back someone. Or are you, yeah. you leaning forward? I was leaned back for a good amount of time, but I looked over and both of you guys were leaned forward, and JD was leaned forward. I was like, "Am I the only guy leaning back?" Yeah, I know. So I leaned I forward I was, when I when yeah. I sank into the stories. When you were talking, I was leaned back, legs crossed. I was I was very comfortable once we got into the story of the lacrosse network when Samir started that story yeah. because that is a scenario that we've been in a thousand times. Like um, so many of our pitch meetings throughout the last four like four years. How and many like, pitch meetings do you guys think you've been in? A lot. A lot, especially in the past two years. Yeah. And like so much of it, even if it's kind of like an informal pitch meeting where it's like it's not. Yeah, th- th- I wouldn't even totally consider that one a pitch meeting. But exactly. Like, like we exactly. Asking like, for, it's not like we were up yeah. in front of him like yeah. going through a PowerPoint. Yeah. Um, but we've just been in that situation so many times where we had to tell the story of the lacrosse network, the story of how Samir and I met and how we got to where okay. we are today. Like, and so once that rhythm. started, yeah. And I've also been in so many... I'm grateful to have been in a lot of meetings to understand that no one meeting will change your life. Like, I know yeah. you, you can feel like that, but even if he said, like, yes, let's go, let's green light this, like, you don't know what that means. You don't know yeah. what that's going to translate into. Like, it's, it's nothing's as drastic as you yeah. play it up in your yeah. mind, you know? And everything takes so much time. So I think I had that going for me, too, that I had a sense of calm yeah. in that meeting. Because I definitely did not always feel calm. Now, did you, like... I felt calm. I also felt like very excited. Like, and I also don't want to like, like calm that excitement. You know, like totally. I don't want to like follow. Like, is there any bit of that there? Where like I think it's not so much nerves. It's more like this is. a Let me show thrill. you how excited. Yeah, I thought that was a huge value that you brought at one point in the meeting was to make sure he knew how passionate we were okay. about this story being told. You know, because yeah. you know JD Roth's background is about mu- much of his success is on shows like Biggest Loser or Extreme Weight Loss yeah. where he's showing a physical transformation of health and wellness. Yeah. And you made a really great point to say like the same way that you believe in, you know, physical transformations of human beings from a health and wellness perspective, the same way you believe in that to inspire other people, we believe in a transformation that takes place internally when someone has an idea and they just don't have the courage to put it out in the world. Yes. We believe that we can show the transformation of what it looks like to actually put that idea out in the world. Yes. So I thought that was like, okay. and you were you were like beaming. You were so excited to yeah. say that. And I was like, okay, that was really important. Okay. Yeah. What was interesting though, that I did not necessarily see coming, but that was a huge learning, was when he called the idea soft. Soft. He said it twice. Multiple times. Yeah, yeah, probably yeah, more yeah. than that. It's, it's, it's a soft idea. He was yeah, like, it's like, a soft idea. And it kind of, at first it hit me. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. oh man. Like, he's like, yeah, it's a soft idea. <laughs> I've, you know, it's not, I've seen it out there before. It's kind of like VH1 behind the music. Yeah. Uh, you know, and you could do it because you might have access to these artists, you know, through me and, and yeah, my connection here to Scooter. What, what we're doing here. What we're doing here. And I was like, okay. But when he... <laughs> That may have stung in the beginning a little bit. It was yeah, just yeah. it was just interesting. But I think when he went in and explained it and he talked about like the difference between telling a story that's already happened in the past and telling the story of something that's currently unfolding. Like showing creating something of substance that's new. Like you think about biggest loser. You're taking someone who is in a situation in their life in their life and they're unhappy and you're gonna watch them actually change it. Yeah. And it's untold whether they're going to succeed or not. 
and and every yes theory you know you talk about these guys like there there's a change going on totally in, in every episode what change can you witness for the first time by yeah. by choosing to document this event yeah. so the story that we had everything took place in the past i still believe that it is a a good idea that will inspire and will show some transformation. And he agreed, he agreed that like, yes. this is still a good idea. I like the pitch. Yes. Ju- it just wasn't necessarily in line with like the big TV stuff that they're yeah, doing. He's coming from, he considered this to be more of a digital idea. Right. When he looked at the deck, one of the first things he said was like, he wanted to understand our background. And then once we told him it was in digital, he was like, that makes sense. I saw this deck and the sizzle and, and this looks digital to me. Yeah. And then at one point he did say he was like, he he said something that didn't. He's like, th- that's a compliment though. Like, yes, because everyone wants to do digital. <laughs> like, yeah, but then they're not making money on it, and then yeah. so like that's where like his his challenge. Yeah. It's is. a compliment <laughs> because that's where everything's going. Yeah, everything's yeah. going to digital as yeah. opposed to TV. But but there's no m- not the, as for much the shows money. that I like to make. Yeah. There's not enough money yes. in digital to make them happen. Okay, then. Scooter Braun comes in the door. Oh, yeah. This guy. <laughs> so Scoot pops his head in the door, which is funny because when he saw me, he looked surprised, right? He's like, oh. Yeah. Like, Stay right there. Like, yeah, as if you were going to run out of the door. Yeah. <laughs> but then it was also like, like, what was he coming in the room? Like, did he? I, I'm still like trying to figure out, like, was he just randomly coming in to like see what was going on? Like, Boyd happened to be chilling there, or you know. So yeah, he comes in, he pops in, he says, "Stay right there." And I had an idea. I, I like, he does these. Things. He likes demonstrations. <laughs> he likes he he likes little like little. And and this is one of the things that is great about Scooter. He like he creates an experience wherever he goes. And he says, "Stay right there." And I had an idea. I was like, "Someone's out there. It's probably what? It's probably Justin." door opens up it's justin justin bieber buzzed head newly engaged standing there with a big smile on his face and he says the daggy <laughs> now the daggy is, is my nick well it used to be my nickname like it was like a joke it was a. Uh, uh, yeah, it, it like stemmed from like a rap lyric that we would always rap, and it was doggy, and we kept, and like I like would just say it over and over again until it was the daggy, and then all of a sudden everyone started calling me the daggy. So Justin's always called me daggy. <laughs> so that was the first thing he said. So you heard David Appleton when we saw him. Mm-hmm. He said the daggy, like yeah, yeah. it's just a weird, fun little inside joke we all have. Justin standing there. It was really good to see him. I you know I walk up to him. I I embrace him. I, I rub his nice. buzzed head we have a nice hug uh catch up for a split second i haven't seen him in a good five years you know and and the person i know justin as is the 13 year old kid wide-eyed in atlanta like just like music industry hasn't like he's just excited to do music and like and it's good to see like it's like it's wild to see him now and it was very it was very good to see him because like i i know I, I know who Justin Bieber is. Like we were one of the last people that hung out with him before, you know, he he blew up and his world completely changed. Uh, so it was really good to embrace him and say what's up. He uh, he start he 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 meets JD. Um, Scooter comes in, and then Justin. Someone asked like oh, like Boyd, what are you doing here? 
Was it Justin? Yeah, Justin said that, and then Scooter said, give him the pitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that <laughs> asshole. So, so there's over the, Justin Bieber, J.D. Roth, Scooter Braun, Colin Smear, Tom. <laughs> we're all in a room together. There's over a billion dollars in the room. And this mother, this, minimum at a bare yeah, minimum, minimum, yeah, minimum, at a minimum. Yeah, I, uh, and and Justin, it was like, yeah, give me the pitch, and like he goes and sits down. I grab a stool, I like, I position it so it's, I'm like, all right, let's do this, and I sit on the edge of that thing, and and to be honest, like, I know I'm pitching to everyone right now. I know like I'm not just pitching to Justin, so I like. It, there's a lot of excitement and nerves going on there. It's like, how do I package all of these conversations that we've had yeah. over the last six months or whatever? In, and because Justin says, we have a meeting, this has to be 30 seconds. <laughs> like, it was a legit elevator pitch. Like, yep. like legit. So I, I was just like, all right. And, and how I remember Justin is in that same basement that we wrote I Love College in. So I try to put him, put him there. And I brought him in, and, and I thought he was going to remember the, the, um, the rats. We, we did have rats in that house. And they, I went on vacation, and I came home, and they chewed a hole through my whey protein. And they became massive. Like, no. they were like they were like your red camera. Or like the camera that you're holding. I don't know what kind of camera. Like, they're big rats. And like, all this, like, we'd be recording, and a trash can would just tip over. And, like, and you just see them scurrying out. Like, that's where I Love College was recorded. <laughs> Justin would come over there all the time. His mom would drop him off, wave. He'd be at the door. Uh, we we valeted cars. We we uh, you know we did the whole thing. Like we, we really so we had like three jobs: the valeting cars, serving, like working at the gym, all that. And Justin would come over, and like he was a thirteen-year-old kid. And when you're working all these jobs, and you're a young kid just fresh out of college, and you're creators, you do a little like side uh, extracurricular um, activities with with alcohol and weed. And that's what we would want to do. And so when she would drop him off, we knew we couldn't do that stuff. We didn't want to be like an influence. So like we were always a little annoyed. <laughs> like yeah. like Justin would come over. So, but still he would be there and he would be a ball of energy, always trying to write songs, play Mario Kart, just be in the mix. Like like Scooter said, we started talking about it. Like we took him out to like Luda's restaurant. Like if he was with us, like he would have to go to like the adult things that we were doing. Um, so... I bring him into it. I bring him in, like, remember Atlanta? Like, you know, and then I, I don't even, do you, I'll, do you remember what the frick I said? <laughs> I just knew, like, I was like, I need to show my, my enthusiasm around this. You, you really showed the enthusiasm around your story, um, around writing I Love College, and then you really pitched it as, like, we want to inspire others. Yeah. You we know, want to do what Scooter did, did. for us, yeah. for other people through this piece through of content. content. Yeah, that was yeah. a good line. That was good. Is yeah. that off the cuff? That was off the cuff. Hell yeah, man. That, that was, was the, the workout, though, this morning. Like, the workout, the meditations, like, that was what, you know. That was it. That was it. That was it. That makes you better off the cuff. Because that was good. That was really good. Be I mean, literally, Bieber says, after you say that, he said, chills, bro. Yeah, I got chills. <laughs> <laughs> chills, bro. <laughs> That's exactly how you said it, yeah. too. And he lifted up his uh, he lifted up his sweater too. He's like, chill. Were you guys looking at Justin or looking at me? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Colin's like, yeah, it was like locked, locked. on Justin the yeah. whole time. Yeah. I, I was looking at his reaction, um, but I was positioned dead center in the middle of you okay, guys. So, I was so you like, had a good. Of, Colin was right next to Bieber. Actually, actually, honestly, I was looking at you, and then I would look at Justin, and then Scooter was circling the room. Yeah, like a shark, like a shark. <laughs> and so I was like going back between the two of you. 
And then I would look to see, like, okay, where's Scooter? Where's Scooter? He's, like, over my shoulder. And then he'd be, like, looking and smiling, like, looking down on it. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is crazy. At the same time, I took a look at JD, and JD's looking at it. And I think JD had, like, this realization of, like, oh, these stories mean a lot to these people. You know what I mean? Which, when I saw that, I was like, what a blessing that on the day we go in, like, we had the choice of Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, or 12 or noon 12 or, like or one, one right 12 or but one. the choices we made somehow put us in the position for jd roth to witness you and justin hug embrace and share this story and i think it made everyone in the room realize like ooh, okay yeah like this is a this is a concept that's been done before but there's something here there's we, some human emotion here that's pretty special we couldn't have actually designed that any better no you couldn't like I, like, I, I mean, when that happened for me, like when things like that happen, whether it's like deja vu or things like Colin and I, at this point, we have something where we just turn into each other and we go universe. Yeah. Just like the universe had plans for us. Yeah. Right. Because like, it's just so strange for those things. So many things had to line up for that to happen for Justin to walk in the room during that pitch. So that's when you start to realize, like for me, when, when those type of things happen, I'm like, I'm in the right place because like. It, it's the right time. There was no, you chills. couldn't, you, yeah, chills, bro. <laughs> chills. But for real, like it's the, it, that's the right time. Well, yeah. There was no, there was no other time that we could be having that conversation. So like it, it's the right place then. And just so all the listener know, <laughs> the one listener, it's probably us who's just listening this back, <laughs> right? You're, you watch Shark Tank, right? And they bring out celebrities just to show that like, like they're in the mix, like right. they're connected. Yeah. Like, w like what? Like, it would have been smart for me to reach out to Justin. Like, yo, hey, at twelve twenty, yeah, like yeah. walk in the room. Like, yeah, like yeah. if we like strategically tried to do that, it would have been awesome. Think about that, Justin. Here's your pitch. He says he's got chills. He loves it. And then you go, that's good because you're gonna be in it. <laughs> you just came right at him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said you're gonna. You are in it. You didn't even say uh, you're going to be in it. You said, that's good, because you're in it. <laughs> oh, and he was I like, didn't... all right, I'm down. Yeah, 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 yeah. He said that he was down. And then JD did say afterwards, he was like, oh, well, he's like, that's good that he at least expressed yeah. that he likes it. Like, that's good. Yeah. You know, so, like, we were able to sit there, like, what an amazing thing that, again, you couldn't have planned to have happen in a pitch. Yes. Yeah, that was, that was really neat. And then, like, and then they... We, we we like we oh yeah Justin said that we should hang out tonight and like said we should connect so you guys are hanging out tonight yeah yeah we're going <laughs> we're going to get some drinks at the uh well cha cha chicken maybe I'll yeah, invite go them back there. to cha cha chicken. yeah yeah uh and then th they left the room and then yeah so J JD gets right back into it and he kind of says like he, I feel like the energy like was really good right then yeah mm hmm but what was the next conversation he starts going in just telling stories and how important that is and and every aspect of life, whether like mm. uh, he used like a couple like just everyday examples. Like if you're trying he to use like whether you're like trying to sell a company or get a, you know, in a job interview or go on a date. Yeah, he said the only reason story. I'm now married to my wife is because I told a good story at a barbecue. Did you want to ask him what story he told her? I wanted I to think ask, that would have been really interesting. I wanted I, to ask him so bad. I believe in that as well. Like, I think storytelling is key to everything, no matter if you're a filmmaker or not. Yeah. Like, you got to know how to express yourself. Like, even if you're at a party and you feel awkward because, like, everyone else is having a good time and, like, you're not sure how to engage in a group of people that are over on the other side of the room. It's like, if you were confident in your ability to tell stories and communicate with people, 
it'd be easier to integrate into that social setting. It's you, just you so have like helpful. a tool to like you need to go to when there's awkwardness. And he he expressed that I think he could tell that we had a lot of passion for storytelling. Number one, and and two, telling these specific types of stories that show you that it's possible. That if you're someone who's a creative kid and you have an idea, it is accessible for you to make it happen, to spread it, to make it a lifestyle. And I think he could tell that we had a passion for that. And he did say, he was like, I respect that you guys are, like, you appreciate a good story. I appreciate that. And you know it from all angles. Mm-hmm. And, and then you touched upon, like, yeah, we had to be on camera out of, like, necessity. Like, we just, like, uh, and, and I, like, he said that in a, in a podcast or something where, like, yeah. like, you guys, like, are, like, versions of him, like, in the, a digital age, you know? Like, I thought that on was camera, something, editing, producing, writing. I thought that was something we, were, we would relate on. Because he yeah. said, like in some of his projects, like he was the host and he was the producer because he wanted to make sure he had full control over how his projects were executed. And, you know, Samir and I talked about our early days of lacrosse network of, you know, putting ourselves on camera because there wasn't that much lacrosse to be filmed in Southern California. And, you know, it was out of necessity. It was out of necessity to get on, you know, that we had to get on camera, but it ended up becoming a similar type of thing where it's like, oh, well, if we're on camera and we're behind the camera and we're on the edit, we can control every single Everything, aspect yeah. of this. And I remember hearing uh, in, a, in a, a podcast with JD the, the, that I was listening to the night before, he talks about how he speaks many languages when it comes to storytelling and filmmaking, like mm. throughout the process. Like he can communicate with editors because he was an editor. He can communicate with actors because he was an actor. Yes. Same thing with hosts. And, and cameraman, like, like he has experience. He has experience, and I always felt that way too. That as we move into that now, as well of like working with bigger teams, we can communicate because we speak the same language. Yeah, and one thing I'll say, just if, if we do publish this, and this is something that that comes out to our audience, is that if you're going into a meeting with someone who has a lot of content out there on the internet, consume it, because I spent, I don't know five hours listening to JD Roth in my ears leading up to the meeting. And it felt like I was already having a conversation with him before I walked in the room. So you have some idea of tone. You have some idea of what the tone is of how you're going to interact with them. And we're blessed now that you go into a meeting with JD Roth and like he's on podcast. So you can listen to how he reacts when someone says something. You can understand like what's the tone and the energy level you want to bring into the room that's going to compliment his um not saying like be someone totally different but just understand it like do your homework and i think all of us did that which was really cool like tom you sent me a ted talk of his last night and then i sent around the the long form lewis house podcast to the point where we just knew like all the stories he was saying we all knew him (laughs) yeah yeah. and to the point where i i i threw out a story that he hadn't told yet Adam and he was really surprised that I knew it. That yeah, he used to his, sell his face lit up. Yeah. Well, what was that? So I said because he was like, you know, I wasn't making much money as an actor. Yeah, so like said, all this, I was like, yeah, but you were selling pins. Yeah. And he was like, how'd you know that? Yeah. And so like that, those little things is it's like uh, today we have the opportunity to do research and and do homework and like it, it's so much more special when I walk into a room and I was telling Colin this when I was going around meeting a t- couple different networks like early on and in our YouTube you know, stage earlier this year when we had a little spike, a lot of networks were reaching out to us and like the ones that impressed me the most were the ones who did a ton of research and were able to talk to me about content we created years ago. So you like forgot. About yeah, because it. I'm like, 
you actually look at this and think about this critically and say like, these guys could be a good fit for us yeah. based on their history. And so when I like when I go into a meeting and if there's an opportunity to learn about someone, like take it. Yes, and and it, it was fun going through his content last night and this morning. And, and I I was I was like, yo, I just like I like this dude. I don't feel like he's a typical mm -hmm. like LA dude. <laughs> and we we connected a lot on the fact that well, he, he was he was an outside LA of Philly. I was the yeah, outsider yeah, in the room. Yeah. He literally. Well, no, looked I wouldn't at me say LA dude, but like when you picture like an LA like. Like he's a very successful in his space. Like when you picture someone that is like as successful as him, like you feel like he's a cutthroat shark. It's like that's mm -hmm. what I'm imagining. Mm -hmm. But he he wasn't that, or it didn't appear to be that. He, he, he there's a lot of like uh, you could tell he like cared about us. He was like, listen, yeah, look at me like as like a collaborator. Yeah, yeah. Don't look at me as like someone that like wants to come in and like mm -hmm. you know, strong arm you guys. Yeah, I mean, I, I think. Like, again, like as a mentor, as a someone to look up to, like after one meeting with him, I'm like, this guy is, is very impressive. There's no question in my mind why he is who he is in Hollywood because of how down to earth he was, how much he authentically cared about us and cared about the meeting and didn't, you know, blow off any of the concepts, but really sunk into it. And I think we learned a lot from it. I mean, all in all, like if there's one thing I want to like make sure we record and step back is that. Even this, like if this story stopped here, what a cool thing that like we all met on the internet, you know, less than a year ago, we came up with an idea, we put it into tangible form and it got us in the room with one of the biggest Hollywood producers to have a conversation. And Justin Bieber. And Justin Bieber. And Samir's smiling right now. Like yeah. you, you can see the glow in, in his face and that is exciting to me. Like yeah. that's what I felt like today, the workout, like that was success to me. Like, yo, I'm working out with two homies I met yeah. like through a podcast. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, and we're actually like just moving on something together. Like, uh -huh. that's exciting. Like, yeah, man. Like, don't bottle up your ideas. Like, talk yeah. to people that like might be interested. I wish I didn't wait as long to like. I wish I didn't didn't take me as long to wait to the DM. I'm like, yo, like here are some things. Like, mm -hmm. you know, um, but like, you know, they, it, it it's all like. Th this flow just like being in this room like that that is a, a huge win yeah and i think it feels like there's something coming like yeah, yeah, i can yeah. feel it like i don't know if it's the exact idea i don't know if it's a different idea i don't know if it's in a year i don't know if it's next week but i can feel that something's coming like you can leave that room and be like we were all comfortable with each other and that's something pretty rare and trust is the next step of that equation um and that comes with like having something to execute on and it feels like there's an opportunity coming and that opportunity the first step is building trust and like you know you you obviously have some trust with these guys because you know they know you personally but the opportunity to actually execute on an idea um, produce something tell a story like that that feels like something's coming I don't know when but it feels like yeah it. agreed so agreed, and that's exciting that's really exciting and and it's exciting to uh it really is exciting just to like, you know, get to know someone over the internet and then, you know, not get catfished. <laughs> who, who knows? You could have been anyone. I could have been. Yeah, you could have showed up here in L.A. We would have been like, what? Well, who's that? <laughs> who's this clown? <laughs> That's, <not tough. laughs> That's the doggy. <laughs> 
That's it this week for the Colin and Samir podcast. Hope you enjoyed that look into our emotions after our big meeting. It truly was a surreal moment to even get to pitch that idea in that room. And a lot of the feedback that we got from JD has helped us shape the way we think of ideas going forward. We're still pushing towards our goal and we'll make sure to keep you guys updated along the way. But this was a really big step for us. If you've been enjoying the podcast, make sure to drop us a review and subscribe to the show. We'll be back here next week with another episode of the Colin and Samir podcast. That party last night was awfully crazy. I wish we taped it. I danced my ass off and had this one girl completely naked. Drink my beer and smoke But my good friends Bring your all friends. I need. Pass out at three. Wake up at ten. Go out to eat. Then do it again. Man, I love college. Do I really have to graduate or can I just stay here for the rest of my life?